It's time for JT the Brick. Welcome in to our brand new coverage. We need to come in hardcore. Raiders got a bunch of guys. Back in the old days, they had legends. He gets the Raiders. He understands the Raiders. He's going to be a great Raider. Well, show it to me. No penalties. The only holes that I see on this team are linebackers. There's going to be some moments this year that are going to be top sledding. Okay, one of them could be now. I got it all for you. Keep it PG. No, never happened. I'd like to get this show going the way I know how to get the show going. Our standard is high. We coming. It's time to fire this thing up. How are you listening to? Who are you getting this garbage from? JT the Brick. Hey, look at me. I'm the needy radio guy. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We are ready to rock. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Are you with me? One guy kind of throws the fuel into the fire. So sound off like you got up here and get going. Use the phone like a weapon. We need to leave a wake of destruction. That's all I had this week for you. And now, Raider Nation Unite! Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT on a huge, monumental Friday throughout the glorious Raider Nation on the flagship. 9.20 a.m. and on that must-needed mobile app. Download the Raiders mobile app for free. You see it right there. You click on radio. Tell your friends about it in the Raider Nation as we are ripping through this Friday show A lot happening as the Patriots are in town. It's Patriots week, and the Raiders have to win this game. Uh, To sustain, I think, to sustain the season, to have a season where the schedule is manageable for the organization, the team, playoffs always in mind, always in mind, championships the ultimate goal, but you got to have this one if you're going to continue the path down the road and have a chance to win. You have to have this one. So I called last week a must-win The way I'll say it this week is last week's win against the Packers means nothing. Zero if the Raiders don't win on Sunday against a wounded New England team that's coming in with injuries, low expectations. I was on the radio in Boston this morning with the famed Andy Gresh on his show, and they're basically throwing in the towel. They're like, we can't win. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Throwing in the towel. This is the Patriots, man. They've had a dynasty recently, and they have a level of excellence. They don't get on planes and show up and expect to get beat. we got to expect the most out of them. we got to expect a dogfight. we got to expect this to be a really difficult game because the Raiders play difficult games. I don't know why they play difficult games. I don't know why all these games I'm sitting in the Modelo Cantina Club with three minutes to go, sweating, going, oh, my God, what's going to happen here? The Raiders need a victory. That's the most important thing. They need a convincing victory. If you don't have a convincing victory here, when are you going to get it? Even though the Jets and the Giants are still there, Denver's coming back. Ooh, smell that. P.U., what stinks? Oh, that's the Denver Broncos. They suck. And everybody who claimed, oh, the Broncos are going to the AFC Championship game. The Broncos. Did you see that last night? More people watched Taylor Swift and Patrick Mahomes' wife than they did watch the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. You think you got it tough in the Raider Nation? I'm dealing with whiny, moaning trolls on Twitter with Raider nicknames. They complain about everything. Look what's going on in New England and Denver. You want want problems? You think you're going to get the number one pick, Raider Nation? You see the garbage in this league right now? The league is upside down. The league is upside down. The Raiders can kind of float through this trash bin. You know, all this trash coming down you on the lake and you kind of like move around it. If the Raiders can navigate through this garbage coming up and win a couple of games, then we're going to get to November. We're going to get to Thanksgiving and be like, wow, okay, they got to win the next three out of four, but maybe they can. 
We won't have that conversation if they don't win this game. We have got to win this game, we the season ticket holders and the fans of the Raider Nation. Got to win it. Don't tell me any excuses now. I don't want to hear that the offense isn't in rhythm. What are you kidding me? This is week six. Their offense should have been in rhythm in the preseason, coming out ready to roll. They're not. Okay, so we're critical of it. But we're not looking to throw people overboard, I believe. A healthy Jimmy Garoppolo can go on a run and play Jimmy G-type football for the rest of the season. But he hasn't played it yet. This isn't the Jimmy G I remember. Strong in the pocket, not moving his feet, looking once, looking twice, boom, someone's wide open. Do you understand why Jimmy G's here? Because the tape on him in San Francisco and New England was him throwing to the open man, wide open, and hitting him in stride. Really not happening much here. I don't know how they fix it. I really don't. I don't know how they fix it, but they can against New England. And then I scratch myself and I said, I said, did I really say that? How do you fix yourself against the greatest coach of all time? The greatest defensive coach of all time, no debate, Bill Belichick. Two Super Bowls with the Giants and Lawrence Taylor. Six Super Bowls with Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis. Go down the list of all the great Patriots, Richard Seymour. No joke. So even if the Patriots don't win, they will have an outstanding game plan that they'll give to the team Saturday night to say, this is how we're going to win. So I don't know what's going to happen in the game. I believe the Raiders will win. I thought they'd beat Pittsburgh. They didn't. I, I, I knew they'd beat Denver. I didn't think they'd beat Buffalo. I think they're going to beat the Giants and the Jets and the Patriots, but they better. They better, and it's got to start now. So Raider fans, always on a Friday, the game plan is in. From you, your perspective, your game plan. I got an hour to go before we got the coach at the top of next hour, the Lincoln-Kennedy segment, and then we'll be able to finish it off with some energy, some calls, and what we're going to do here. But best time to get in is now. First hour of the show, 702-365-9200. We're fueled by PTs. They fuel the monologue. Great to see the PTs truck and everybody out there yesterday at the Shriners Children's Open. A big partner is Golden Entertainment. So I saw a lot of PTs trucks, a lot of PTs beer, a lot of friends hanging out there yesterday. A bunch of the teammates of ours at PTs were there. So thanks again to PTs for everybody. Last seven days, I told Bobby, I feel like I'm in high school. I really do. Thank God I know how to get through this. I couldn't have got through this in high school. I went and saw ACDC. I saw Guns N' Roses. I went to Coachella. I went to U2. Going to Lionel Richie tonight. Dancing on the ceiling. Love Lionel Richie. One of the great Grammy Award winners. Hall of Famer. Lionel Richie tonight up front at the win. So raise your hand and beep your horn if your other favorite radio host went to Lionel Richie, U2, ACDC, Guns N' Roses. I had a hell of a week. And tomorrow night, I'm hosting an intimate evening with Fred Bolitnikoff at the top of the ghost bar. Only $25 to meet Fred Bolitnikoff. And all the proceeds... Every penny will go to the Bolitnikoff Foundation in memory of Tracy Bolitnikoff. That's 5 to 8 p.m. We'll be on the top of the ghost bar, which I'd pay $25 just to go up there and look at the view and have a couple beverages. On top of that, you get Fred Bolitnikoff. We'll do a 20- or 30-minute uh, chalk talk. He wants to actually talk about this game. So Freddie's going to talk about the Raider offense a little bit, his history. He's a Super Bowl MVP. The College Football Wide Receiver Award is named after him. He's, he's a great storyteller, as you know. He's a, with Phil Villapiano, Fred Bolitnikoff. I've sat there with them for hours in my life, and they tell great stories, and we'll get a few out of Freddie tomorrow. So uh, the keys to the game, I got all the stats here in front of me. Stats are ugly. Ooh, these stats are really ugly for both teams. The only stat that matters the most is the Raiders' defense. 
has got some swagger. You'll hear that from the coach coming up at the top of the hour. I like swagger in sports. Mostly you see it in the NBA. You've seen it the last couple of nights with Bryce Harper, who's from Las Vegas. Bryce Harper, when he hits a home run, when he makes a play, what does he do? He points to the crowd. He pumps his chest. He's got swagger. He's unbelievable. I'm sensing the Raider defense under Patrick Graham is now feeling themselves. They're feeling good about themselves. Practice must be really fun because they're not a laughing stock. They're not a bad group. They're not ranked 26th in the league, 29th in the league. They're actually playing better as of late, and that's very important. Put some respect on the name of Patrick Graham. You people didn't this week, and you really are bothering me by not doing it. Give Patrick Graham his flowers. Let him know he's doing a good job. Let him know. When a player does something good or a coach, let him know when they don't. You could be highly critical of them here on this format. We have no problem with that. But I think the Raider defense is almost shocking. Almost shocking now the way they're playing. It really is. They're doing good things. I'm not saying they're the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears, but they're lined up right. They're lined up right. They're, they're shifting coverage right, correctly. They're taking care of each other, and they're doing what I love. They're pursuing the football. They're pursuing the football with anger and violence and intensity, which is what I call for on this broadcast. Come in with some fire and intensity on every play. If you get beat, you get beat. Now, as I told you this week, as we're getting ready for the, I I don't know what it's going to look like on game day, but uh, Bennett and Hobbs are banged up here. Coach McDaniels this morning talked about their status heading into the game. Yeah. um, JB will be out there today. Um, I don't think Nate's um, going to turn the corner quite yet, so uh, you won't see him today, but uh, JB will be out there. All right, so he's very always vague. That's classic Belichickian, and I don't mind it. He's not giving any information to nobody. You're not going to hear about anybody from Josh McDaniels ever about their status. He's going to go on because he doesn't want to give the opponent any information. That's where he comes from. That's how he's learned it. You know that. I don't think you should knock it. He's not going to give you a medical report on how close someone is or not. That's not what he's done. He doesn't have to do that. But you know what I've said about Amik Robertson? He's not my favorite all-time Raider player, but he's got some swagger going. So if he has to play for Bennett or Hobbs, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Let, let the guy go in there and play. I've been waiting for Isaiah Palomal. I like him at the safety position. I think he's a ball hawk. Trayvon Merrick is there with Epps. I'm good with that. Uh, Marcus Peters on the other side. I'm a little bit worried about Marcus Peters. Where is the anger, the flash, the ability to do things? I think he's given a lot of space to receivers, maybe because he's getting older and he needs to give receivers more space. But he can close in on the ball with all that that's happening. Look, we know Devontae's playing through some injury right now, some level of it. We don't know exactly. Here's the coach this morning. I think you know, we, we know how tough he is, um, you know, and there's, there's, you know, there's an element of that. I'd say we probably have a handful of guys that are dealing with that. Um, I'd imagine that there's probably a number of guys in each, you know, on each roster that are dealing with that at this point. But yeah, just you know, that's that's uh, that's where we're at with him. That's where we're at with Devonte, which means we have no idea. We have no idea how healthy he is or not. We know he's going to play. We know he's not 100, percent and he's going to play his ass off. He's Devonte Adams. You know, Max Crosby's my favorite friend who I know, who I know very well in player. I'm, I'm just a big Devontae guy. You know me. I'll go down every day. I'll go down on the last play of the game, the last drive, 
over-targeting him. Just go to him. If you lose, you tip your cap. You say, hey, at least we gave Devontae his touches. I want to see the ball thrown in the end zone to Devontae Adams. Where is the high fade to the corner? Where is the slant across the middle again? Where is Devontae in motion coming out of the backfield with the double team on him, cutting right way, putting his foot in the ground, and being open in the red zone? In the end zone. Let's get the ball to Devontae Adams in the end zone. Let's let Devontae have a day. I think it's going to be Jacoby. I'm calling for two touchdowns for Jacoby Myers in this game. I think Jacoby is just playing well. He's at the top of his game, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's where we're at. I'm going to shorten the monologue. we got a bunch of people jumping in who want to call in. Uh, The weekend is glorious out here. As I've told you, this is arguably the biggest weekend of the year in Vegas volume-wise. And we have F1 coming. We don't know how sick that's going to be. But with NASCAR here in town, the Golden Knights who are at home for two games, they look great. (laughs) The Golden Knights, oh, my God, they look great right out of the gate. And then all the concerts that are in town, the Raiders are here at home. And for my friend and my boss, Mark Davis, I gratefully hope that his team, the Las Vegas Aces, win this championship as they're in control of that series. And Mark can get a championship. He's dying to get one with the Raiders. That will come. But if he gets another one back-to-back with the Aces, that would be fantastic for the city. To have that, it will bring excitement for the city where I live. Let's start off with Chris in West Oakland as usual. Chris, start us off heading into the Patriots. Hey, JT. Yeah, you said one thing you said, you're you're right on a 1,000% about this game and these upcoming games. Taking care of business, and I've been pretty consistent over the years on your show. I refuse to play the schedule game, looking forward. This is a win, that's a win, blah, blah, blah. But what's so important about these games coming up, this week you win, you get back to 3-3. Three and three. Then you look ahead to the Bears, which, again, I won't do you know, breakdown-wise. You've got a chance for the sustainability of the season. You take care of the teams that you theoretically should be. And we've got some of those coming up on the schedule that's what's going to make this team play meaningful games in December and November and December. By meaningful games, I mean where you've got a chance to sneak into a wild card spot. You've got a chance to win eight, nine games. Maybe you pull an upset here. So you've got to take care of business, what you do. And, and again, not, not for what it's worth, JT, making sure you take care of business now and making meaningful games in November, December. This means whether I'm going to get my ass on a plane or not to come to Vegas, because I'm not coming in December for a team that's playing out the string. So let's hope they take care Mm -hmm. of business. I think this is a big week coming up. And I with you, I don't think this is a great defense by any stretch. They seem to be in better position, but one advantage they do have, we're playing not some of the worst. This team's got a stretch of playing maybe the worst offenses in football. They've already played Denver. The Packers are awful. The uh, Patriots are awful. The Bears' offense is awful. The Jets are awful. If this team can just find a way, and they did it very well against the Patriots, stay in position, don't give up big plays, get the turnover or two, I don't believe this team's playing an offense that's capable of putting together long, sustained drives and putting 25 or 30 points on the board, which means even with the struggling offense, which is what I'm going to get to in a second, the Raiders still have a chance to win. And I know we need, I'd like to see an impressive victory, but for a team that hasn't found a way to score more than 70 points in a game yet, I'm not sure that's coming. You've got to crawl before you walk. I think if this team puts 21 or 24 points on the board with a couple of turnovers and not making big mistakes is very possible this week against the Patriots, I think they're going to win this game somewhere along the lines of 24-17. I'm with you. Jimmy G's got to have enough trust in Devontae Adams, especially in the red zone, to just throw the ball up to him. Let him high point the ball. This guy's the best in football. 
Get a, throw him a fade in the corner where only he can get the ball or it's going to go out of bounds. Take a few chances. Another thing I'd like to see in the red zone, and we saw a little bit of him last week, it's time for Michael Mayer to become a bigger part of this offense. You drafted him where you did. All I heard was all the ability this kid's got. He's a big six foot five, six foot six target, whatever he is. Let's look for him down the middle of the end zone on a five foot ten free safety. There's absolutely no reason we can't get this guy more involved. So again, this team's got a perfect opportunity to beat a team they should beat at home. You get to three and three, which three weeks ago nobody would have thought possible. You get to three and three, all of a sudden you're five hundred in a jumbled AFC where who knows, eight or nine wins might sneak to that last wild card spot. But it's just imperative that the Raiders absolutely take care of business of the teams they're good. They have to beat, and then somewhere along the line, pull an upset when nobody expects them to. So I'm going out on a limb this week, JT. 24-17. I think they're going to break the 17-point jinx. I think we're going to get another. I think Marcus Peters is going to get his first interception this week. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think Mac Jones and his Patriot offense is one of the worst I've seen in years. And if the Raider defense just doesn't get out of place and give up a couple of freak plays, I don't see the Patriots being able to score enough points to beat them. Have a wonderful weekend, my friend, and I'll talk to you on uh, Sunday afternoon. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you always starting the show when you get a chance. Chris is a loyal friend and listener and diehard, and he loves the Raiders. He wants them to win every game. Yeah, I'd like to see Marcus Peters play better. I want to see that. That's a show maybe for next week. Who needs to play better on this team? Like, who's got to now start playing better? I'll nominate Tyree Wilson, Marcus Peters, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, all those guys got to start playing better than guys. The, the great Raider Mort line. We don't need a bunch of guys around here. We need stars. We need pro bowlers. So Tyree Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, you look at this team, Marcus Peters, who was brought in at the, for the right reasons. Let's start playing like guys who have a chance to do something really special. Uh, NorCal Raider is up next on the show. What's happening? How are you doing? Um, when it comes to, um, you know, we need to start playing better. It's just the offensive line. Um, I'm noticing that, you know, we can't get the ball deep is because um, the reason that Jacoby can't, I mean, I'm sorry, Jacoby, um, Josh Jacobs can't get things going is because, is because of the offense is struggling. And, of course, uh, um, our quarterback, um, he's not really good at deep ball, so they're, they're boxing them in. And I'm seeing that every single game that they're using, like, a max protection. So, so um, that, that's one thing I, I really want the offense line to improve. Uh, Luminor, um, I know they're not playing very well. I don't know if it's cohesion or just having a bad year or slow start. Maybe the preseason's affecting them. But, um, but I, I'm, I'm a big candidate with um, Josh McDaniels. I, I like that at least this year. We, we're, we're creating a strength, and our defense is playing pretty good. So and a lot of people are, you know, saying things about Josh McDaniels, and I, I really want them to retain a coach. And, you know, if he's our guy, we've got to keep building with him. And he hasn't been properly evaluated. He hasn't drafted a top-10 uh, quarterback yet. He hasn't done any of that stuff. So he's been improperly evaluated. I think you have to give him some time to bring in his guys, and it might take maybe three to five years. But I really want it to just mesh and just leave it alone until and just keep building because um, – I mean, we just got to go for what we got. I'm not, I'm not on these platforms to go against my team and say I like my team, but I'm going to talk about my team. My team is like my company I work for. I'm never going to speak bad about it. It's a big deal. If I don't want to be part of that team, I just find myself a new team. So I just my. Well, oh, I my like that. Pressure. I've never heard a guy ever say that. I appreciate that. Yeah. This, this this team is like uh, you know your boss, your, your your job. That's the way I look at it on the radio. I work for the Raiders. I'm not asking anyone to get fired. I'm not asking people to get cut and ruined. That's not my place. I, my place is to run a fast-paced radio show with a lot of opinions. 
And then there's a cliff. There's a barbed wire fence that I choose not to cross. That's why I've been doing this 25 years. Doesn't mean I don't get as upset as everybody else, but we have a level of professionalism here and hopefully class when it comes to dealing with a head coach or a defensive coordinator. And if they're gone, they're gone, and we evaluate why they're gone. If a new one comes in, we wish them well, and we hope to win every game. But Raider fans are on edge because the team isn't playing well. The team isn't playing well. What happens if they start playing well and winning games? That's what I'm excited about. That's why I go on these other radio shows, and they ask me, what's, what's up with the Raiders? And I say, they're not playing well. But eventually, if they start playing well, they're going to beat some teams that aren't gimmies, like the Bears or Patriots are never a gimme. Well, the Giants, the Giants have won eight championships, eight, four Super Bowls and four NFL championships. You think the Giants are a gimme? Not a gimme. These are all pro football teams. But we pulled for the Raiders out to Tennessee. Ira on the Raiders mobile app. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much again, JT. I know I called yesterday and talked about Tyree Wilson going for two or three sacks. I wanted to get your opinion on what your thoughts would be I know we're a few weeks away from the trade deadline and talking about this defense, but I was wondering, Leonard Williams was in Patrick Graham's defense mm-hmm. back, I think, in 2019. I wanted to get your thoughts on maybe going after him I like him. Uh, at the trade deadline. Yeah, I like him as a good player. You know, I like Hunter Renfro. I don't know Hunter well, but I, I don't want to see Hunter get traded. But all the bloggers, all the YouTubers, which I am one now, YouTube at JT the Brick, YT the YouTube, uh, everybody wants to get rid of Hunter for a defensive player at the trade deadline. So if Hunter doesn't catch a ball or get targeted this week and you want to talk about trading Hunter, I got no problem with that. But I'm hoping Hunter has eight receptions and gets back to where he could be at. But if, if Dave Ziegler, who's very sharp, if he can bring in another player, Overall, at somewhere through the season, and it doesn't cost a whole hell of a lot personnel-wise, and they feel like they can get a bargain. Because I think we're going to see the evolution more and more of that in the NFL, where the NBA and baseball, there's a lot. It's out, those sports are much more friendly to making trades in season before the deadline. Football typically doesn't do that. Mostly you're stuck with a football player, cap hit. You got that player. You hold on to him till the end of the year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dave made a trade at some point. Thor! He'll be out at the black hole. He's a diehard Raider fan. Thor, what's going on? JT, yes, sir. I will be out there for sure, man. Um, I can't wait, brother. I can't wait. Let's get this win and get to three and three. It's a long season to go. Um, hey, we got to start playing on better, better on offense for sure. Um, and, you know, a little bit better on D2. But um, offensively, I just think I, I don't know what to do either. But I think we need to start maybe – just upping the tempo, like, like, and put some people in motion. Maybe, maybe get um, Zeus out there with Josh and have two backs in the backfield. Like, so just mm-hmm. it don't got to be too different, but a little different to speed up the pace, throw people off. You, you, you send a, a jet sweep or something every once in a while, and it becomes so obvious when you're doing it. But if you if you run some motion, maybe, and, and you have them thinking you're doing that, but you're not, something. I, I feel like we got to be stop being so predictable, that's all. And then I feel like our offense could start to come around. Uh, you know, I know it's been some time since Jimmy's been in this system, so maybe it's taken him a minute. He was hurt. I don't want to make a bunch of excuses. He needs to get out there and play better. A lot of people need to get out there and play better on offense. But I, we're more than capable of doing it. We have all the talent in the world to do it. 
I'm ready to just get this W and look on to the next week. Let's yep. go get it done, JT. Thanks, Laura. I'll see you there with the Bolitnikovs on Saturday night. Thank you. We'll be up there at the Palms at the Ghost Bar. I just put out a tweet. I took a picture on my laptop here as I'm hosting the show. It's a freeze frame of Patrick Mahomes' wife and Taylor Swift in the box. And it says, Taylor Swift celebrates with Brittany Mahomes. We have to stop this. It's a call to action with everyone in the AFC West, not just Raider Nation. The NFL is trying to brand the Kansas City Chiefs as America's team. I've called it out first before anyone in the national media or local media. This is a conspiracy of epic proportions by the NFL to try to rebrand, because the Cowboys don't win anymore, correct? We all agree. We all agree the Cowboys don't win anymore, and they would don America's team because of the star and a guy by the name of Roger Staubach, who was Captain America a long time ago. That's an old story. The NFL loves to evolve. That's why they go to Europe. They're going to Germany, London, Mexico, all this. So what I believe is happening is that the NFL and their executive offices on Park Avenue are saying, we're not getting anything more out of this Cowboys America's team. We don't have a new documentary coming out, but we will on Kansas City. Let's make the Chiefs the new America's team. And it's smart because they win a lot. They've won two recent Super Bowls, and they're doing it, and they are dropping in Taylor Swift to help. And this is I'm lo- it's troublesome. It's bothersome to me. And I married a Swifty. My wife is a Swifty. She loves Taylor Swift. So I got to be careful with my thumbs when I tweet out Taylor Swift, man. I don't want the Swifties back last year. But this is just, to me, it's nauseating, nauseating to see this. And we got to stop him. The only way to stop him is to beat him. Chris Matthews from 8 News Now, the dean of the newsmen here in town will join us. He's out at the golf tournament. There's a developing story. There's a female golfer playing with the men. And she's making noise. Good story there. We'll get to Chris on that. The start of the Golden Knights and Chris's coverage of the Raiders. Head coach Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. We got a big game coming up against New England. Let's get to W. I think it would be pretty hard to surprise Coach. You know, he's, he's been in this league for a while. Obviously, you know, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, he's seen just about everything. So, we'll, uh, you know, we'll do what we do. Um, I'm sure we'll have a couple of wrinkles here and there. I'm sure they will too. But, yeah, that's kind of the chess match uh, when you play against a former coach, I've learned. It's, it's fun, though, man. you got, you got to embrace it and make the best of it. Jimmy G knows what's going on. Jimmy G knows what's up. This is Bill Belichick. Are you joking? This is Bill Belichick, the greatest of all time. Putting together a defensive game plan. No debate. Jimmy G will have to be at his best. I'm going to Lionel Richie tonight. Fantastic show. When he comes around, go see him. He's amazing. The dean of the newsmen. He's out there at the TPC Shriners. Chris Matthews joins us. Hello, Chris. <laughs> hey, JT. How you doing today? What a gorgeous day oh. out here at the Shriners. Walking around following Lexi Thompson. What a great story that is. And as she's been saying all along, is if she can inspire one... Uh, one little girl to get involved and help out, and she's all about the Shriners kids and what they do, and so it's kind of cool to follow her around. I'll tell you what, again, like yesterday, I was out here yesterday following her for a few holes. Again today, she has a big gallery following her around, so it's pretty cool. She had a couple of nice putts, and she's, uh, last I checked, we just threw three holes. She was at uh, minus four on the day. She started on 10. Mm. 
So, uh, yeah, she's doing well. She might make the cut, which would be great because I think there's only been two females who have played in a PGA event that have actually made the cut. So she could be the uh, she could make a little history out here at the Shriners. Yeah, I saw her on the eighth hole yesterday. I wanted to see her tee shot, so I got pretty close, and she bombed it. And eight, eight or nine, I forget. And I was like, wow, you, you could hear it. You know, when, when you and I play, Chris, and we hit a drive, it doesn't sound that way. But I thought it was important because talking to the head of the event yesterday, as we did a remote there, it's important to use an exemption like this to get a story going that could help the Shriners to raise all the money for the kids in need of surgeries. I'm all for that. Oh, this has been great. And that's what she's been talking about. She just hopes to inspire people and out here helping. And I mean, obviously she'd love to make the cut and, and so forth, but you're, you're right. If she can do something to help others and raise money and you know, the Shriners is terrific across the country. And so what they do here and they've raised so much money in this community with the fans and, and those who love to watch golf that come out here. So it's, it's been fun to see her, and you know you got a couple of former UNLV Rebels plugging away, and and uh, just a gorgeous day. Though it must be like in the the upper seventies, maybe low eighties mm-hmm. right now, and people are having a great time out here. Chris Matthews joins us eight news now. So you do your Raiders pregame show, which I often watch before I go to the stadium, and when you have Mark McMillan on and Ron Futrell, and you're talking about the Raiders. Are you diving into the struggles of Jimmy Garoppolo and how Jimmy hasn't had those two or three really good, big, consistent games yet? Why do you think he's still struggling, Chris? I know, and he's got to, he's, and he even mentioned it in his press conference this week. He's got to spread that ball around and look at it, look to other uh, players. And he says that's the goal. Whether you got the, the, the tight end who they uh, they're really high on, you got Hunter Renfro, you got. Uh, Jacoby Myers, obviously Devontae Adams. He and he even said, "I got to start looking. At, I got to. I got to be better at looking at the field and scanning the field and getting other players involved in that offense." And I think if they do that, and of course Josh Jacobs with the scrimmage yards, the reception yards he had, I think they can maybe have some success. I do. I think they have to have the balance, but the balance needs. Chris, the problem I'm having is I, I get how they need balance. They got the leading rusher and the best receiver, Devontae. It's pretty easy, but they need to consistently have longer drives. No three and outs, no turnovers. And then once the drive gets to six or seven plays, you can throw in Michael Mayer. You can give a slant route to Hunter Renfro. And all of a sudden, it looks completely different. I hope they're only a game away, and I hope it's the Patriot game. Well, let's see what happens. I mean, these two inept offenses this weekend, who's going to shine on the stage on Sunday? Because, man, it's just amazing how they cannot offensively. Remember going into the season when we talked with you on your radio show, let's just say five months ago, it was, man, this offense should be explosive. They have this and this and this happening and this. And you were thinking you were concerned more about the defense. Now the concern is the offense. They've got to get the offense working. And like you were saying, sustain some drives pass the ball around, work, work better in that red zone, get some uh, touchdowns, and it just seems like nothing. Something just I, – I mentioned that to you at the game the other day. Mm-hmm. Something just doesn't seem right. Whatever, There's probably a million things, but something just doesn't seem right. Chris Matthews from 8 News Now. He's out at the Shriners. Uh, Chris, I want to wrap it up with this weekend and what's going on. I saw you, too, at the Sphere. It was life-changing. Uh, you got NASCAR in town, and I'm going to try to get out there, get my credential, watch a little of it. We had a fight here, you and I, a week ago. Everything that's going on, it just seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. And last night I was on the Strip and I came over from the Cosmo to Virgin to dinner and I saw the paddock to the left with the stands almost done. And one of my friend who was in the Uber with me said, 
Are you kidding me? They didn't understand the enormity of F1. What are you reporting on F1? Is they're almost close to maybe tying up the construction so we can get a real big feel of it around town? Yeah, you mentioned that's the word big. Right, Even like right now, if, if people came to Las Vegas and drove down the Strip or over to Koval where you talk about the big paddock, the big garage area that's almost complete, you get, you get a sense of just how, I mean, they have the stands mm-hmm. around the sphere that just look awesome. And that's going to be all up and down the strip. Even like right now, you're saying to yourself, this thing is going to be unbelievable. How, how much bigger and how much more intense. And, and, you, and the word you used, enormity, exactly right. It just seems like it's a big, big deal. I think it's going to be a big deal, but you, you're getting a real good sense now. They got the, the uh, lights up along the strip. That thing is going to be shining bright when they, uh, when they drop that green flag, and it just—I I, just—I think that's going to be a fun, fun night, and really a whole week. When you think about F1 coming in here and all the uh, drivers, and and you know, you always hear about this international crowd that's coming in. So much money is going to be pumped into mm-hmm. this uh, economy. I'm, I'm just really excited about that, and and to see it kind of coming to fruition now. When when we first reported on, the, hey, F1's going to be coming to Vegas, and now to almost see it with yeah. the fan stands and around the the sphere and what they're going to, who knows what it's going to do with the uh, sphere, JT? Are they going to have you know shots on the uh, the big sphere outside when the race is going on? I don't know, but it's going to be awesome. Chris, let's wrap it up with the Golden Knights. They're off to a great start. They look dominant. I know the schedule will have some easy pockets, and they got an East Coast trip early, but. They're ready to play. They look in shape. They're fast, and that banner looks really nice. I haven't been in there yet since they unveiled it, but that's that's not your typical banner. Mr. Foley went a little bit extra. That, that thing you can see from space. What's going on there? I thought that was one. I've been here for quite a while. I thought that was one of the real neat evenings in my entire career. When you raise a, an NHL banner, because that is the toughest championship to win, the NHL Stanley Cup is the toughest of all the uh, uh, awards to win. Mm. So when you have that and you raise that banner and it came out, you know, Mark Stone pulls the handle on the slot machine and, you know, cup, cup, cup comes up and you win the jackpot and then they're bringing this great big banner from behind that uh, slot machine up into the rafters and just a special night. Loved it. And the team came out. You thought, I wonder if they're going to be a little bit flat. Uh Uh-uh. They they pound the uh, crack and then they go to San Jose. Four defensemen are out. They bring some new guys in. Pahal scores his very first game last night for a Golden Knight. He was happy. I can't wait to tell my mom and dad they win that game big. And Logan Thompson in net for the first time since last March, I believe it was, mm-hmm. a full game. And so, I mean, it was just it, the way this team is built, they're, they're built for another run like this. Everybody's back. In fact, 19 of the players that were on that uh, roster when they won the Cup are back. Only Riley Smith's mm-hmm. gone. And so it's going to be kind of fun to see what this team does. Like you mentioned, they head off on the road, but they are built for another run sunscreen today chris you have a great you have a great skin tone for television <laughs> sunscreen today i'll see you throughout the week and i'll see you at the game all right thanks jt have a great show uh, we'll talk you to got you. it chris matthews great guy one of the best guys in town uh, one of the newsmen and women that we have on the show we appreciate that brought to you by tequila commissario so we touched on the golden knights and Gavin Maloof, Joe Maloof, the Maloof's part owner of the team, I was in their box for the Stanley Cup, and we started talking. They had their tequila commissario in the suite, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, and then we started talking, and Gavin came in studio. I had the tequila, and I showcased it for my friends. The reserve bottle that Gavin gave us, and everyone around, it tasted, it had the sense of a bourbon it could, barrel. It was fantastic. 
So my friends now are asking for it and where to find it. And I tell them everywhere in town, ask for Tequila Commissario, the award-winning tequila, the most award-winning tequila. And that says a lot, 100% all-natural, hand-trapped tequilas. They do it at the highest level. Tequila Commissario, a proud partner of our show here, which is on Raider Nation Radio. We thank everyone on that team for their support. Open up the phones to the top of the hour before the press conference. Earlier today, we get Coach McDaniels every Thursday. No one's heard it. No one's heard it. You'll hear it. What he thinks of this game, how to get the offense going, and the swagger, the swagger of the defense. M-Ride, the new way to get to the game. Teo Johnson came together with his partners. M-Ride, the luxury concierge shuttle service in town. We got a code, BRICK. To get a discount, go to mridelv.com. I might need an M-Ride tonight from the Cosmo to Wind to see Lionel Richie. How am I going to get there? How much time do I got to give myself with the construction? What's going on with the strip? Nick Hague has the Knights on top, 2-1. to one. Here's Waugh looking for a third. He scores! Nicholas Waugh. Two goals in the last minute for Vegas. A 3-1 lead. 36 seconds to go second period. First point of the year for Nick Waugh. Golden Knights look good. They look good, but it's the start of the season. As Bobby said, he runs all the broadcasts. Bobby produces this show. Every two points matter. Now, because you're going to need him when Edmonton's chasing you at the end of the year. Going to Lionel Richie, saw you two earlier this week, uh, back from Coachella, seeing some hard rock and roll. You know, music is a big topic here on that show. If you're coming to Vegas, the live music that we have here in this town is on steroids now. Uh, Wherever you're going, I put out a promotion for our proud partner at Boyd Gaming and everything we're doing with them uh, over, look at this, Ice Cube's in town the undisputed president of the Raider Nation. He's in town for a show this week. So I can't keep up with all of it. It's Ice Cube, E-40, Warren G, Ying Yang Twins, Amanda Perez. So that's the Nightmare Show, celebrating 50 years of hip-hop nightmare on the Q Street. And that's going to be a really big event coming up here over at the Orleans. So you get a chance to see that. Also, Presented by Tequila Commissario, our proud partner. So if you love hip-hop and historic hip-hop, that's another event that we're going to have in town this weekend. So uh, next hour, I'll get more into the keys of the game after we hear from the coach and Lincoln Kennedy from Raiders Roundtable. I love that portion on Friday for a piece because Lincoln's amazing. The offensive line, we just had a caller say it. Got to make a decision with this offensive line. I respect what Dave Ziegler did. He wanted to go young. He wanted to go cost-effective. They paid Colton Miller. The rest of the guys aren't getting a lot of money. Andre James a little bit, but Dylan Parham's on a rookie contract. What they were trying to do at right guard I don't think is working right now, and I haven't been a fan of the right tackle position, Illuminor or Munford. I don't think they're elite players, but they can do their job, and if one of them's playing better than the other, if one of them's playing better than the other, the other guy sits, period. And the guy who's playing better and has momentum, if it's Munford, or if you think there's a, a certain game where Luminor is a better player, but you don't have an elite right tackle here. And I think that's hurting Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not killing Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy just doesn't seem to have time to take deep shots. And he's going to have to do that in this game. 
And the only way I can see Jimmy being able to get a deep look downfield is he's going to fade back, take a five-step drop, and then the pocket from the outside is going to pinch in, and Jimmy's going to step up, step up into the pocket, and in motion, throw a bomb. You know, you remember what that was, right, guys? Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon did not have a big arm. Rich Gannon threw a beautiful deep ball. He would lead Jerry Rice or Jerry Porter or Tim Brown. Now, he didn't throw it 50 yards in the air. Sometimes it was 35 yards. It's still a bomb. It's a deep shot down the middle of the field. Let's get a few of those from Jimmy G in this game. I think we'll see that. So I tried to watch a little bit of the game last night, Thursday night football, over at our friends at One Stake, the great J.O.D., the bartender there, holding court last night at Virgin with the Catman, Catman Thursday, an amazing night last night. And we're watching the game. I look down at my phone, and I see trending is Steve Smith Sr., the former Panthers legendary wide receiver, great player. He works on NFL Network. So the backstory is he went on his podcast, Steve Smith, his own podcast, and kind of said that Jerry Judy's just a regular player on Denver. Well, Jerry Judy came out for warm-ups and went right to Steve Smith. Steve Smith tried to talk to him. Jerry Judy wanted no part of it. Here's how it played out. A short while ago, yeah. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve yeah. called out to him, and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because I'll, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you're a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and ask him, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Wow. That is really good content. I don't know if I support it. I don't think a guy who's a former player on the sidelines should be the story. It's not about him. He's retired. He's a, you know, he's a broadcaster now, but he made it about him. And I thought he took the high road. He went on to say even more about the fact that he didn't want to embarrass. He didn't want one black man to demean another black man so people would look at two black football players fighting, and he didn't want to lose his job. It got really deep last night. It was trending, and I started looking at all the responses. So what did Jerry Judy do in that game last night? This was in the pregame. Jerry Judy, three receptions, 14 yards, five targets on the game. Nothing. 14 yards receiving. So he came in pretty fired up to prove Steve Smith wrong, and he couldn't do it because Russell Wilson was 13-22 for 95 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. This is the biggest fall that I've ever seen. I'm trying to figure out other quarterbacks. Look, Ryan Leaf came in, friend of the show. He was never good. 
they consider him a bust. Same with Jamarcus Russell. I'm not talking at that level. I'm talking about a player who was getting fitted for a gold jacket and forgot how to play. That would be the equivalent of an NBA player playing 9, 10 years on the way to the Hall of Fame and then taking a shooting percentage from 48% to 10. Yeah, you said Ben. Well, ben Wallace was a great defender. He wasn't a great shooter, but I just don't. Someone who forgot how to play the position. What's happened to Russell Wilson? Is it mental? Is it because he's just not into it anymore? I don't know. But he's in the division, and as much as the Raiders have been beating up on Denver, I don't expect the Raiders with Sean Payton to sweep Denver every year. I mean, every year I don't expect that to happen, but this year I do. So we're sitting here, and let's talk about it as we wrap up this hour. we got a big uh, next hour coming up here. We're just doing this for fun because Coach wants to take it, like everybody else, one game at a time. And I historically like to take it one day at a time. But I'm looking at the Raiders' schedule here in front of me, and I'm seeing the opportunity for a lot of wins coming up if they play smart. If they play smart and they don't play themselves out of games and they're in the games. They weren't in the Buffalo game. Remember that game? They were never in the Buffalo game. So as I look at the schedule the rest of the way, I'll raise my voice lightly when I think the Raiders can win the game. Home against New England. At Chicago. Detroit. Home for the Giants. Home for the Jets. At Miami. Kansas City at home. Bye week. Home versus Minnesota. Home versus the Chargers. At Kansas City. At Indianapolis, home versus Denver. Pretty good. You said that's eight and four, Bobby? Eight and four. They already got two wins. That would be 10. That'd be 10 wins. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to play one game at a time. My conversation with the coach coming up next. But the New England game, it's a 105 start on CBS. Uh, We'll have the coverage at the torch, along with Eric Allen and myself. We'll be out there. Q will be there for the pre. And after that, I'll host a post-game show live from the stadium. And then the road trip to Chicago and Detroit. So the Raiders, between the 22nd of October and the 30th, will be at Chicago and at Detroit. And obviously, one is a Monday night football game. Then they'll have a short week for the Giants and the Jets. I knew a lot of Giants and Jet fans that were calling me for tickets. Now the phone's silent. I'm not hearing anything. Not all my from New York. All my friends, my cousins. Hey man, what do you got for? What do you mean? What I got? I don't have a boatload of tickets. You can have my two, but you can't because you're the opponent. You can't. You, you're not supporting the home team, man. The good seats I got down there in 132. Come down there, have a beverage with me, but it's for Raider Nation. Head coach Josh McDaniels, Lincoln Kennedy. And everything else we have going on on a beautiful Friday. Gorgeous out there. Brought to you by Modelo and the Black Hole. They got a big meeting today. They're doing great things.